Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Okay, first of all, apologies to all our hip-hop fans. We hear you loud and clear. I know, I know we haven't had a hip-hop artist, and it took us too long. But good things come to those who wait. Ladies and gentlemen, today on the J-Rod Concerts podcast, we finally break our streak and we have our first hip-hop guest, and we couldn't be happier with her. Ladies and gentlemen, from Staten Island, New York, boom bap artist, Prima 777. Welcome to the show. Prima 777, guys, just released her single, Working, and it is uh, it features Brooklyn rapper's Nitty Scott of Monster fame. It is the new single of Take Flight LP, which is an LP that is going to be re-released in early 2021 on Intellectual Entertainment. And Prima 777, guys, she's second-generation Wu-Tang Clan. And, um, yeah, she's part of the extended Wu-Tang family. But Prima, guys, wow. You're going to see in the interview. She's an amazing, not only an amazing mother, an amazing person and the whole thing. But she is, uh, honestly, she's a poet. She's not a rapper. She's a poet. She's a wordsmith. You know, her musical talents and the way that she controls the English word is second to none. It's pretty spectacular. So join us as she tells us her struggles as a teenager, how it fueled her hunger, and to make her the amazing success story that she is today. So thank you guys for your patience when it comes to hip-hop artists on the show. We'll start putting them more, but Prima 777, guys, you know, it was worth the wait. It was worth the wait. Uh, if you're new to the show, welcome. My name is Jamie Rodriguez. I am your host of the J-Rod Concerts Podcast. And uh, we hope you enjoy this very special episode. Can you hear me I'm, okay? Can you see me all right? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing can, great. Man. I can. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Hi. Nice. How's everything going okay, with you? Good stuff. Just trying to get my camera situated. Do it. Do it. Get it's comfortable. It's good. It's good. It's busy. It's busy, you know? I'm actually um, out joining in and, uh, and Intel is working on a project and he has a session today. Um, are you familiar with Intel? I'm sorry. I just I am. Absolutely. Right I, yeah. No, 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 no. Look, absolutely. In the research, we've gotten acquainted okay. and I love it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So if it's if it's not one of us moving and shaking, it's the other. So I came along with him to help him and assist him work today. And then I had an interview, so I had to like excuse myself and come out. And I'm getting off it's sitting outside. I found my sun is shining. Nice. It does look beautiful, Prima Triple Seven. But uh, where are you? Are you are you in New Jersey right now? Are you in Staten Island? Where are you? I'm in Jersey right now. You're in Jersey. Looks beautiful, yeah. man. But let, let me introduce you to my audience, Thank Prima Triple Seven, because maybe they're not acquainted with your work. But like, it is an honor to have you on the show. First of all, uh, you're like a super impactful MC. Actually, Thank you. A, a, a poetic lyricist is how I would call you because that's that's what you are. 
Um, I like how you blend, you know, the golden, you know, the golden age of hip hop, R&B and modern soul. You're truly unique. And you are our first hip hop uh, guest on the show, uh, Prima Triple Seven. We, we've had rock legends here. We've had, you know, comedians, but you couldn't, we couldn't have asked for a better uh, hip hop first guest. So welcome to the show, Prima. Wow. Thank you so much. What an honor. That's amazing. I, I love to bring awareness and spread this pop love. So thank you. Of course. Uh, we have a little bit of a delay, I, I think. So we do. We do. We do. Yeah, I think I think we might be good now. I um I think it was my Wi-Fi. I turned the Wi-Fi off. So hopefully that works. Hopefully. Prima, so, so let's start with this. Like, I, I do want to talk to about your, uh, your fantastic new, new tune, Working, uh, which, you know, you work with Nitty Scott of Monster Fame, and uh, it's the first single from the Take Flight LP re-release, and, and we do want to get to it because it, it's amazing. Uh, but let's start with a year ago, Prima Triple Seven. Almost a year ago, you were performing at the New York Fashion and Music Conference. Do you remember that? Did you think that? Yes. One year later, yes. we'll be here in the middle of a pandemic doing this? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, honestly, not at all. Not to think that I wouldn't be like doing music and creating, but you know, a year, so much has happened in a year. Um, I am, I'm, I'm pregnant. Uh, my daughter is due in October. So I've been dealing with that throughout yeah. the, the quarantine situation. Um, I have so many projects going on and so many things and actually working is a re-release. Mm -hmm. So this was a baby of mine that I've been holding on to and I released it on my project Take Flight um, in 2018 when my yeah. son was born. And I just didn't have the energy to put into marketing and promotion at the time. So I let it rock for a little while and I decided to take a business approach at it and take it down. Yeah. And then remarket the album again and release work in. So performing at New York Fashion Music Festival, no, all I was thinking about was that night and grooving and what was going on. And Take Flight was still up at the time. Like this yeah. didn't even hit me until recently, right before the the pandemic. So I I had no idea I was kind of gonna rebirth myself through this whole quarantine. Yeah, definitely. It's a great EP, by the way. Uh, poetry and rhyme and rhythm is a gem, by the way. Loved it. Love it. Um, hey, thank oh, yeah, big you. Time. Yeah, super Stay good. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> For those of you who are listening, um, Intel and I have, well, I have a, a possible um, live performance coming up, and we, we just might hit you guys with poetry and rhythm. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. That's great. So uh, Prima, let me ask you this. So how has quarantine been for you as a mother, right? Because you obviously had Lauren Prince, I want to say just over a year ago, maybe? Or yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like yeah, maybe he, a year and two months he's ago. He's a right? year. He's about to be a year and nine months. He's a year, year and, and eight months. months now. His birthday's in December. Yeah. Okay. So, so, um, so how's Lauren, it, how's Lauren Prince's uh, first pandemic? <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's trucking through, man. He's a trooper and he is so much fun. Like really, like I am so blessed because having him has just like kept the light in my fire and kept me on my toes to be able to like, not, you know, not, um, not like fall into 
you know, just being lazy or, you know, getting depressed because when we get out of our routine, sometimes, you know, things change, they scare us. Um, yeah. So any of those negative thoughts of which I did have, cause I'm human, um, were immediately washed away when I, when I look at my little boy, because, you yeah. know, he's a bundle of joy. He's hilarious. Um, he's a dancer. He's definitely like entertaining. So, uh, he keeps me on my toes, man. He really does. And I feel for him right now because this is like really when he's developing, right? you know, and he's becoming such an adult so quick because he can't be around other kids right now, you know, right. like now, okay, a little bit more so, but like, you know, I mean, you're only on this earth for 12 months plus and your brain starts rapidly advancing. And then all of a sudden you can't have social contact with people, you know? Yeah, so, but He's, um, it's amazing to watch, you know, the way like humans develop and everything because he picks up books and he plays with toys and, you know, he's been definitely entertaining himself and keeping himself busy. And uh, it's a beautiful thing, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So. And um, I, I want to get back to Lauren Prince and, and how you were pregnant with them while recording an album in just a minute. But I want to ask you about your early beginning, if that's all right, Prima. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> There he is, the this legend. Is Intel. How are you, Intel? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Intel, Intel no, okay. in the house. Out here. Not yes. Intel in the house. He Intel says, what's up and peace and love to everybody. Peace and love, peace and love. So, yeah, so uh, let me ask you about this, obviously, about your early life. You, you lost your father when you were pretty young, Prima. Uh, and you've talked about this. You've talked about this in your music. You've talked about this in interviews. Um, what kind of impact did this have on you as an artist, you know, just growing up and maybe something that you still carry with you? Um, just that, like, uh... <laughs> It really heavily impacted me. I'm a very stubborn person and strong-minded. Not, I wouldn't say stubborn so much. I was a stubborn child. So now I'm trying to, you know, break through out of those ways. Yeah. But um, nobody could tell me anything, you know. And me and my father are both Libras. Mm. And we have the same birthday, October 12th. So we had a lot in common. So it was just kind of like we had this relationship where, like, you know, he didn't really try to like force anything on me. He didn't really, he just kind of understood me, you know, like nobody else did. And like a lot was said without words even spoken, if that makes sense. Yeah. So losing him was like, I didn't realize that. Like, I didn't realize how close we really were, you know? I mean, of course it's my dad. I love him, you know? Um, but like connected, like really like solely connected until you know i started to see him get sick and everything and that just turned a light bulb on in my in my mind to kind of like break the walls down um yeah. take advice from people um find things that make me happy because uh at the time i was going through a bad depression myself and challenges and sure um you know i tried to put all my stuff to the side to be able to just be there for him and enjoy those those moments and um, it just, it's sh it shown a huge light on my creative path and my aura, you know, and my strength. Like it gave me a lot of confidence because yeah. uh, I, I let go peacefully, you know, I don't feel like I mourned, you know, I'm human, but I was ready to say, okay. I felt good about when he left because I gave it my all. And I realized like the strength that I had. 
you know, as a person mm -hmm. to just be there and just kind of accept things that were. And, yeah. um, and that really started fueling my music. And I was, I really just got heavily drawn into music and creating and rapping and rhyming just for therapy in itself. Like just to like unravel myself, you know, because you start to realize like, oh my gosh, I'm losing someone. You learn so much about yourself by losing that person. You know, sure. we lose things and we realize like, wow, we didn't, we didn't know what we had. It's cliche, but it's true. Yeah. It's so, cliche Parisian, right? Yeah. So yeah, with, with all that, um, you know, it just really drove me to just like want to pour it out, like let it all out, you know, and, yeah. and believe in myself because now like I didn't have this, you know, I didn't have, he was like a backbone for me, you know, even though I gained my independence at a young age, he was still always someone that I could, you know, go to and speak to freely and, you know what I mean? And just have that. And then I'm not saying I don't have that anymore because I have so many good people in my life and my mother's amazing and my family's amazing. Um, it was just different with him. And of then course it's your father. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So kind of like, you know, letting go of that. Um, I, I got my sea legs, I guess, you know, and I just was like, wow, what am I doing with myself? You know, because I enjoyed a lot and I traveled a lot and I listened to music a lot and I've always been a hard worker, but yeah. I'm, I wasn't like a structured child growing up. You know, I moved mm -hmm. around a lot and bounced around. So like, I didn't go straight to college. I didn't graduate the way everyone graduates, you know, right. I moved out at a young age. So not having that structure put me in this zone of like, what am I going to do with myself? You know, which was a good thing, but it was, it was pressure. Yeah, and, um, but it that's how, just, it's amazing that uh, what I think is at an early age, you discover what some people spend their whole lives not doing and it's, you know, how to break through with pressure. Like you had no choice. You had no choice but to mm -hmm. go ahead and forge. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, you okay. know, with, with, with everything that comes to an end, I'll leave it on this. And, uh, you know, with death, life rebirths itself. Mm. So. Um, you really are a poet. I love it. I love it. Prima triple seven. All right. That's great. So thanks for sharing that. Um, before we get to the music, I do want to ask you one more question about your family, but it's about your older brothers and the impact that they had on you and, and, and your hip hop DNA, right? Uh, tell us a little bit of how your older brothers kind of like gave you their albums, but, you know, encourage you to learn the lyrics, get the juice of the albums and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, huge, man. Um, because, um, my parents both worked a lot, so it was just the kids in the house usually. And um, I'm the youngest there. I have two older brothers and an older sister. So inheritedly, whatever they like or whatever they were listening to, you know, so was I. And um, when I started to come to an age where like I really started to enjoy because I was always into art and music and writing and stuff. And I really, it was the golden age of hip hop, you know? <laughs> so like they have Nas on, they got Woo on, you know, Jay-Z Reasonable Doubt, like all the classics, Biggie was bumping. Yeah. Um, and, and that it spoke to me. And, um, and like, I think my, my brother Justin the most uh he saw that in me so he would draw it out of me and and ask me like you know what inspires you about music and why do you like this artist and you know he started to really kind of like 
um, just like lay the cards out for me and um, just like, you know, in order to borrow a CD from, from him sometimes, like he'd play a game and be like, well, what's your favorite song on the album? Why do you want to listen to it? You know, like really forcing me to do my homework. So, um, which I enjoyed, you know, I had, because I liked it and I really wanted to, you know, I really wanted to hear that album, you know? So It worked, um, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they, they, they were, my, my older siblings are very smart, you know, and being that, like, our parents weren't around, well, not, not around, um, don't take that the wrong way. They were very much involved in our lives, but they were just both very hard workers. Yeah. Um, they, uh, you know, we weren't like, like I said, the school structured kids. We went to school, we did well and stuff, but like, you know, we, we explored life a little bit and they just knew I was the youngest. Like there were certain ways to feed me things, you know, of learning and like understanding without being like, do your homework, you know, sit down. Yeah. And, you know, so that was kind of like my homework after school and stuff, Amazing. you know? <laughs> That's great. That's a great story. Thanks for sharing, Prima. Let's talk about Take Flight, the original reincarnation, right? From uh, 2018. Uh, basically, I love this story because you're at House of Dream recording. You know, it's a recording studio in Clifton in, in uh, Staten Island. You're in the middle of it. You're chugging away and bam, you're pregnant. <laughs> With Lauren just like Prince. That. <laughs> who, who, yeah, just like that. Like Virgin Mary, of course. Um, tell us a little bit about this moment, Prima. Like when you found out you were pregnant, you're hard at work in the middle, just like this, like week or two weeks, like how was your mind, like your mind space? Uh, it was such a blessing and it was, it was really good humor in the way the universe speaks to you because I had worked so long to um, cultivate a sound. We really um, created the album from the ground up. Everything was authentic, the beats and the instrumentation, the writing, like, you know, it would all come from really just us, you know, sitting in the studio and vibing. And that took a little while for me to do because I wasn't used to that. Um, I was used to going studio ready, ready to record, throw my right. joints down, record a couple songs. So it took me out of my element a little bit. Mm -hmm. And um, over a period of time, like I learned an immense amount about songwriting and my creative process and where I want to go with music. Um, and, and then finding out that I'm pregnant right before I was yeah. finally like closing the album was <laughs> just, just the icing on the cake that to me, that was just life saying, you know, you're, 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 you're following your path Amazing. and you're giving, you're, you're giving your light to life you know yeah. and it really was like it's so funny because I used I always call music my baby or you know my relationship and I would mm -hmm. make jokes about dropping my album I'm having a baby yeah <laughs> and, <laughs> and you really got to be careful what you say <laughs> right because your words come true <laughs> that's the truth so oh, yeah man. so it was just ironic you know and it was just to me I look at everything as a sign I really try to speak to the universe and connect myself yeah, I have a long way to go, but um, with certain things like that, I, I feel even though it's a challenge, it's still, uh, it's a sign, it's a signature to me from God that like, 
this is what this is physically what you're doing right now you know yeah. you're you're giving yourself life and you're birthing life and yeah it all just it all just aligned the stars aligned i love it breathtaking story <laughs> i love it let me ask you about intel who we just saw there have a little cameo for a second um you obviously uh, you know collaborate with him artistically quite a bit i'm just wondering and I'm talking to this as a failed, I, I'm, I'm divorced, so I failed. Is it hard <laughs> to, to mix marriage and work like that? I can only imagine. It can be challenging, right? Um, I just, the only thing I really have to say is just that love does not come easy, like in yeah. no way, shape, or form, or fashion. And that has to do with loving yourself all the way to loving someone else and being involved in a relationship. So every, I just look at it, it takes work no matter what. Is it hard? Absolutely. But it's also hard to raise a family. It's also hard when um, you're a, um, a domesticated mother engineer at home with your kids all the time and your right. husband is out working all the time, you know? So it's, it's a matter of perception and what is hard. And at the end of the day, um, we value each other's time and energy and that's more important than anything you know we really like I have a lot of respect for him and his craft and he respects me and my craft and do we bump heads sometimes and you know get <laughs> criticism from each other of course but it's all you know it's part of the magic and um it's a journey that I'm enjoying you know and I love it uh, we have a beautiful family out of it so I couldn't I ask for more Prima, you're so deep and not only talented, you're like a life coach. You're like Oprah. I try I'm like, not to be. I'm, like I ready, I'm ready to burst into the world after talking to you. Woo. Good. I hope that's how my music makes people feel. Exactly. And it does. And actually, let's segue to that because I want to talk about poetic premonition. I, I, you know, really good stuff in there. And we talked recently that I wouldn't even consider you a rapper. You're a poet, right? And I think that, like, obviously, poetic premonition, it's in there. It's in the title. So you must, you know, think of yourself in a way like that. How, what role did poetry have in your creating your craft and your sound? Huge. Um, I've, I've pretty much wrote poetry and always journaled from the time I was, you know, a baby, like a child. Um, I remember writing, you know, very young years of my life. And uh, my sister, both my sister and my mother actually are amazing writers. Um, my mom used to journal a lot and write things. Um, she was also like the Hallmark card kind of person. <laughs> yeah. So like the card means a thousand words, but then she would write like one line in there that would just hit you and be like, oh, Listen, those oh cards my, are hard, know? man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, I come from a family of like uh, of very talented writers and um, growing up with that influence uh, just drove me to kind of like be able to like let it out and set myself free. I was always poetic and it's funny because the music and the poetry coincided because as I got into, you know, I started getting into hobbies and stuff in my teen years. Um, which music came about, hip hop came about, um, you know, visual art came about, graffiti came about, um, all these things and these tools and the elements of hip hop would be flaring in the background while I'm writing my poetry. So I, I didn't even realize it. Like I was, I was grooming myself or the universe was grooming me. Like, and I was writing raps before I even knew I was writing raps, you know, 
because yeah. I have music on in the background and I'm writing to music, you know, and then I'll hear like one of the, you know, one of the artists say something and I'll be like, oh, that was a cool bar. And that'll inspire me to write something, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it was like, it was long before I even knew. I didn't, I didn't know myself <laughs> so much when I was younger, you know? I just knew I wanted to be happy and I had passion and drive and um, I knew what I enjoyed doing, but you know, it, it didn't come until, I call myself a late bloomer, until my early 20s where I really started to like hone in and take take it as a professional, at a professional level, going to the studio and like, okay, let me make, let me build a platform and thinking yeah. about these things and stuff. And then as I was doing those, I was like, wow, you know, like I kind of like, I was a student the whole time, mm-hmm. you know? So I think, I think we do that a lot in life. I think, you know, we kind of all just like, we're all on this path and sometimes we don't know where it's leading to. And then we get there and we're like, Oh wow! Okay. That's what, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now it makes sense. So totally. yeah. That's wonderful, Prima. And when we take a, a song like "Nothing Free," which is an amazing song, I love that song. When you look ba- when you look back on songs like these, um, I- I'm just curious from 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 a rapper, lyricist, poetic perspective. When you look back, do you wish like? Are you like I don't know? Taking a shower and you're like, damn it, I wish I would have changed this word for that. Or I would have, I wish I would have done that differently. Or is it like a bird that you let, like a baby that it's in the universe and you forget about it? Um, I, I definitely don't forget about it. Um, <laughs> I would say, I, I want to say all the time, I'm always like, oh, I should have changed that. I should have did this. I should have. But I, I'm actually learning to just kind of like accept myself for, um, for, not not insecurities and flaws, but for not always being a hundred percent and like knowing, you know, knowing or feeling like, oh, that's right. And that's helping me to not analyze my music so much because I do that a lot. That's why it takes like took me such a long time to put out because I was so meticulous, you know, for every word and bar. I mean, I would work on a, a song sometimes I I bang a song out in like a day and then sometimes you know it would take me like a week but I would work on one bar for like three days yeah and Intel would be like babe come on like it's been three days like you could just <laughs> he would give me like it rhymes with this it rhymes with this it rhymes with this I'm like no but you don't understand you know the feeling so, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and then you know and then being in different places in your life when you go back and you hear something you created you have a whole different perception on it sure Sure. You know, you still, it's still there. The roots are there, but you know, you might hear it differently and be like, oh, wow, I should have added more bass or, you know, mm-hmm. I should have took a breath there or, you know, you can always, you can always like clean up or reorganize, you know, you can always rearrange your room. Right. So to speak. So it, it's just a matter of, you know, of really like, I think just accepting, you know, and setting things free, like letting them out. That's where, that's why I called the album Take Flight because it was such a journey and like to let it go was just like, okay, it is what it is. And maybe I'm always going to look back at it and be like, I could have changed something, but it's out. It's, Mm. it's done. It's, it's finished, you know? I love it. That's wonderful, Prima. All right. And and let's talk about working. Let's talk about your new single that you released recently. 
uh, from the re-release. It's amazing. That song is fire. Um, Thank you. It, yeah, of course. It features Brooklyn rapper Nitty Scott, as we said. But, you know, like, tell us, a lot, and, and I would encourage my audience, actually, I'll put the link in the bio, like, you know, like to the new single, pre-added on your Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. It's fantastic. Tell us about that unique, tribal, fun sound of working that is pretty unique. Where did that come from? That's pretty awesome. Sure. Um, to be honest, I'll be completely open and honest. Like Nitty had a lot of inspiration on that track for me. Um, yeah. Because uh, she uh, she had just dropped an album, maybe not exactly around that time, and it was very tribal. And I love like I love all music. And um, aside from hip hop, I also love house music and tribal mm. house specifically. I love mm. drums. I love percussion. I love, you know, um, I, I love, I love that, you know, like it's, it's something, it resonates with me. So she, she put some real funk on her album and it just, you know, I listened to it and I was like, wow, this is so dope, you know, and without trying to, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, overstep. I was, I, I was in the studio and we're talking and we're kicking it on like what kind of beat I want to throw in next because I wanted to put flavor together. I didn't want to yeah. just stick with one conceptual, you know, form of continuity across the board. I wanted right. boom bap to be the continuity, but I wanted it to be eclectic, you know? So yeah. I wanted my, all my influence in there. So I was like, we got to do something different, you know, something dubstep-ish or whatever. And we went with the tribal route. And the reason why, you know, I thought of that was because I was listening to her album Heavy. And then I was like, yo, you know what? We, we created the beat. I was like, yo, wouldn't it be sick if I got her on this song? Like, and someone was like, well, why don't you reach out to her and see? And I was, you know, it was, at the time it was just, it was just a thought, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, hey, you know what? You're right, maybe I should. And I did and she responded and she's super dope and super amazing. Um, very supportive. Uh, yeah, shout out to Nitty and we created magic. Oh my God, unbelievable, unbelievable, Prima. You've been so generous with your time. Thank you so much. Let me ask one more question, and I'll let you and I'll let you go. And um, but thank you. Um, I have to ask. You know, uh, uh, this year obviously we've had a lot of social turmoil in our country, and um, I thought we were making progress, and I had kind of stopped asking that question. But this past few weeks, I think we've had some new incidents, and people are still, uh, you know, I, I, again like topic has been reignited so i just wanted to ask you um your your thoughts on, on on the black lives matter movement this year and the social issues and and all this uh all this uncomfortable stuff yeah um it's uh it's really hard to put my thoughts into words because even before i um before i met intel and had my son and everything like I've always felt strongly about like just human nature and connection and like equality. And I've, I've been one of these people that have always noticed, you know, yeah. the, the significant difference in treatment. Um, so it's not like I just, you know, I'll be blunt. It's not like I just got into an interracial relationship and I was like, okay, now I have to, you know, I am a fighter. I am a believer that, you know, we're all connected and we're all family yeah. in all forms and fashion. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's scary, but yet it's very hopeful because um, 
this is not new, you know, this is not right. something that has been like just coming up. It's just in the media now because first of all, don't let me get into my conspiracy theories, but they're trying to distract <laughs> us, you know, but um, it, we, we, we're on quarantine, you know, we, we yeah. don't have anything better to do, but to dig and, and to see what's really going on and to, you know, try to connect more with our neighbors. Yeah. So um, uh, I think it's, it's amazing and it's powerful. Um, let rest in peace to those who have have been affected by you know the Black Lives Matter movement and uh, things that have happened. But uh, it's a long it's a long time coming. You know the discussion needs to be happen happening and um, it's just it's so confusing, man. Because it's like th people have been talking about this. You yeah. know, it's not like it's not like this is a new thing. It's just that now, like mainstream media picked it up. There's always yeah. been protesters. There's always been people who believed in you know what they believed in, and they they wanted to show it in a certain way. And activists, they're out here, man. You know, they're out here, and they're more. I'm I'm a firm believer, and there's more good than evil in this world. Yeah. So yeah. I think that um, people should stop being scared, and um, and really say what's on their minds, even if it's the wrong thing. I'm not saying go out there and like be an advocate for racism or anything, but if you have an opinion about something and you can, you can present yourself in an educated form of, and, and give your opinion and you're wrong and it is maybe injustice or whatever, that's how we learn. Yeah. You yeah. know, because I have uncomfortable conversations with my friends all the time where I feel like, I'm going to ask this anyway, you know, or I'm going right. to say this anyway. And that's right. the only way that, and they're like, what are you worried about? Just talk, you know, like we need to talk more. We need yeah. to, we need to have these uncomfortable conversations yes. and everything more than just black lives matter. You yeah, know? I agree more. And it upsets me specifically because Staten Island is, is not in good shape. You know, Staten Island is not, I don't want to throw dirt on, on the island and stuff, but they're very stuck in their ways, you know? Sure. They, sure. they have their own way of thinking, and it's bad, you know? And it's like some people are, aren't going to change, you know? But the only thing I can do is change me mm. and be, be a reflection of what I want, what I would like it. to see back. I love it. So. Amazing. Prima, that's a great place to leave it. And uh, lots of wisdom there. Thank you thank so you. much. You've been thank so generous. You so thank you so much. That was awesome. Thank really you. appreciated it. And, and w lastly, when can we expect the re-release? Early, early 2021, right? Yep, you got it. Early 2021. Early 2021, um, guys. Yeah, I'm going to hit you with, I'll hit you with a couple more singles and then the release will be shortly after that. Amazing. Prima 777, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Our first hip hop guest. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you. <laughs> Peace, guys. Peace, thank bye. You. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.